welcome back to another episode of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Hadley, along with co-host Gary Reasons. Gary, tell us where you're at. How you doing? <laughs> well, I'm in Nebraska here, actually, Omaha, Nebraska, here. It's early morning, but uh, just had uh, finished up my visit to our wonderful friends just north of here in South Dakota, and we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. That's part of Where's Gary, our second segment weekly with the FedEx Ground National On-Campus Awards. Now, Gary, you know, FCS Delivered is, can be found in many places uh, on podcast platforms. There's Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other podcast platforms. And some of you may be watching on our YouTube channel, hopefully. All you have to do if you're not doing that is uh, search for FCS Delivered. And in our second segment, you'll be able to watch all the video from Gary's trip to the University of South Dakota this week. Now, Gary, today's episode, we're headed towards week six of, of the FCS season. Wow, first weekend of October. We'll look back at a wild week five, of course. We'll talk maybe a little NFL draft as well and do more on your, your on-campus visit, and then we'll set up week six. Are you ready for week six, Gary? Craig, I am more than ready for, for week six. I'm suited up, I'm, I've got my gear on, and I'm ready to go. I'm <laughs> glad to hear it. Well, a wild week five this past weekend, and eight top 25 teams lost games, six of them to unranked teams. So really, it made a big impact on our stats perform FCS top 25. Did you find the weekend surprising? Uh, really, it is a little surprising, but in, in the grand scheme of things, when you start playing conference games, and really you take a look at one conference in particular, the Missouri Valley Conference, they play, seems like they play a ranked opponent every week. And uh, those guys really have to kind of just have their A game every single time they play. And so that's what we're going to get here. When you see these, these, these conferences that have a lot of entrance in our top 25 poll, there's going to be some ups and downs and some surprises along the way. It's a good point, Gary. Conference play does that. I, I feel like every year we have this kind of weekend, and I'm talking every year where suddenly everybody thinks it's the most wild and wacky weekend ender, ever because there's so many top 25 teams losing. So I think you nailed it. It's, it's because of conference play, and, and the bigger conferences certainly have more ranked teams. Now, our FedEx ground uh, week five game of the week was Elon hosting William & Mary. William & Mary, one of the ranked teams that went down, number five, 14 to six. Elon scored two fourth quarter touchdowns, Matthew Downing touchdown passes. That's how they pulled it out. What a terrific game, Gary. Yeah, well, Bronson Yoder was out of the ball game. So, you know, unfortunately he didn't, didn't have enough there. So it was, a, it was an interesting ball game. And that, that was one of those, like you talked about, Craig, as far as teams meeting each other and just got to play it out on the field. And that's one of the examples of what we had. Yeah, credit to Phoenix. I mean, those two touchdowns going into the fourth quarter, William and Mary had gone 15 straight quarters without allowing a touchdown to the opposing offense. And the Phoenix got it done. In fact, they're, they're playing another uh, ranked game this week. Elon, they're hosting North Carolina Central. So there, there's no let up when it comes to schedules this time of the year. Now, that game and all these upsets uh, had an impact on, on our stats reform FC 85 presented by FedEx Ground. One of them being uh, South Dakota, where, where you're at this week for your on-campus visit, upsetting uh, North Dakota State in the Fargo Dome, 24-19. Uh, with with North Dakota State's loss, it allowed Montana State to move up to number two in the poll. 
behind South Dakota State. Obviously, they met last month, 20 to 16. South Dakota won that game. Idaho moved up from four to three. And then the Bison, they dropped to number seven from number two last week. We'll talk a little more about South Dakota in, in your uh, on-campus visit. Let's talk Bison. I mean, they seem to drop quite a bit in, when they suffer a regular season loss. In the polls, it seems like people maybe a little fatigued with them always being at the top and, and dropping pretty far. Seven's kind of a, a, a far way to go for them. It's the lowest they've been in the polls since 2015. Is, is this a time for them to worry? Well, Craig, I think that the Bison do have you know, some things to worry about simply because they have to, you know, continue to fix, you know, fill their, their uh, you know, who their team is, find out who they really are offensively, defensively. You've got some new faces on campus, and really that's what happens. And, you know, when you, you know, play at the level that, that the Bison do year in and year out, you're going to have a big target on your chest, and that's what teams are, are looking at. And anytime you have an opportunity to knock off potentially the number two team in the, in the country, which happened a week ago, that is what uh, the Bison are going to be going to be facing. Even though they slipped in the polls down to what five, six, seven, whatever the number may be, uh, I still think they're a quality football team. They're going to pull things together. But you know, everybody continues to play for them because of the long tenured history that they have of, of championships, and that's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I, I only dropped them to number four on my ballot. Obviously, fifty-six voters in, in our top twenty-five poll. I do think you make a good point. It's, it's almost like we don't feel like we know this team yet. Their quarterbacks are doing well. Their running backs really need to pick it up here moving forward. Maybe their offensive line. Defense, the tackling's probably a little improved from last year, which was kind of an issue. And they did have a lot of uh, injuries last season. I just think we have to find out who the Bison are. Seven, okay, I could see why they were dropped, but they do tend to rise. We always see where they come back in the end. Now it's a matter of whether they can navigate their way back and maybe even be there in Frisco again. Probably South Dakota State may be there, but we'll see. But I do want to mention, you know, with the playoffs as we're looking ahead, I, I put out a post last week on X, uh, formerly Twitter, that the playoff selection committee, they are going to have a top 10 ranking either at the end of the, this month or the beginning of November. Uh, an in-season ranking, they, they do it uh, so often on the FBS level where – They'll have a special show and, and show you the, the their, their, their top 25. Here it's a top 10. It started in 2016. The playoff committee had it on ESPN, a top 10. It stopped the last two years. I think it draws interest in the playoffs. Fans look forward to it. So that will be happening this season. Uh, right now, I think it would obviously be South Dakota number state number one uh, in their reveal. And then it's a matter of Idaho or, or Montana State. We'll see where it goes, but that, that is something to look forward to. Where they'd have the buys in this week would be quite interesting. Now, as we move forward, I, I just want to go back to something we talked about in, in the, the preseason. We talked about NFL draft and FCS prospects. Uh, we rely on Josh Buchanan, NFL draft scout, and, and Phil Steele Publications. He is really tuned into FCS prospects. Uh, we talked his top 10 at the time. I do want to point out that it's a very good uh, in-season update that Josh has done for the Ivy League, especially uh, Karan Amaghetto, as we know, the Yale uh, offensive tackle still number one. But the Ivy League also has uh, 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 Javis Travis, uh, Princeton offensive lineman, Thor Griffith uh, from Harvard. He's been, you know, some of our watch lists and finalists before. You've seen his list. And Josh, you know, just talk about an in-season, just – 
you know, the, the, how players perform and, and, you know, whether it's important to have good game film. Well, obviously it is important for these players down the road to have some history that they have played well and played well in key games. Uh, that's really how they, how they are. They can talk to the coaches about their character. They can talk to the coaches about how they work as, with their teammates. But, you know, the game film is really what is going to set these guys apart as well as the testing that they go through. But that's the, but as you're here in season, these football players all across the FCS, I don't care whether you're ranked or unranked, you're just trying to win football games at this point. You're not really worried about, you know, your NFL draft prospects or anything like that. That's all secondary. And it has to be when you have the team concept that every, every FCS football team has. So uh, I think that some of this will play itself out, Craig. Uh, you talk about some of these guys, you know, like Pius and, and Dylan Lobby, how they can move in there and do different things. There's, there's, some, there's some movement there. There'll be some guys who, who are kind of shining. And, you know, it no, it's noticed by the, by the NFL scouts. There's certainly a lot of eyes now focused on FCS football, like we've talked about previously. One out of five players come from the FCS ranks in the National Football League. So it's a great ground for, uh, you know, new players to come into the NFL. And uh, we've got quite a few possibles uh, here this season. Yeah, you're right. When you count active rosters and, and practice squads in, in the NFL, there's generally about 200 players total, which is just a phenomenal number. Uh, last year, there were 11 former FCS players drafted. Uh, there's been some big years. Uh, I agree. And you mentioned Dylan Lobby. That's probably Josh's biggest riser, the, the great running back from New Hampshire, who's just an all-purpose threat. He really has skyrocketed in Josh Buchanan's in-season ranking. So that's a good one that you pointed him out. So we'll see where it goes. Obviously, you're right. The focus should be on the season. But that, that little extra chip that on their shoulder that FCS players have when, when they're sort of in the shadow of the FBS, that comes out during the All-Star games and, and the combine and the, and the lead up to the, the NFL draft. So you're right. The focus should be on the F, on the regular season right now and, and you know, let your game film Show the, show the uh, scouts what you can do. So we're going to take a break here, and we will be back with more FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Brown. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen! But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, and this is Gary's segment each week, segment two of our weekly podcast. It's FCS on-campus national awards presented by FedEx Ground. Gary visits a cam campus every week and presents one of our five weekly national award winners. And week five had some good ones. I'll tell you about the offensive player first. It was Eamon Woods, the running back from Marist. He led a, a win over Stetson in the Pioneer League. 67-yard touchdown on Maris's first play from scrimmage. And then he went, uh, Eamon went on to rush for 232 yards, their first 200-yard rusher in about 15 years. 38 carries tied the school record. 
just a big week all around for Eamon Woods of Marist, our FedEx Ground FCS National Offensive Player of the Week. Well, Craig, our, our Defensive Player of the Week, FedEx Ground Defensive Player of the Week is cornerback A.J. Lopez, young man from Harvard. And they got a 38-28 win over Holy Cross. In that ball game. he had five tackles. Check this out. Pick six in the second quarter. Then he forced a fumble and a pass breakup in the fourth quarter. Had a huge game. So, A.J. Lopez, our defensive, our FedEx Brown Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, when you're an unranked team and you knock off a ranked team like Holy Cross was number six, it does draw notice. That's a good one. Our FedEx Ground FCS National Special Teams Player of the Week, uh, New Hampshire, Charles Briscoe the third. It's our second uh, winner from New, Bra uh, New Hampshire this week. That's the first uh, school to do that. Uh, it was in a loss to Towson, but it was just too good of a performance to deny for Charles Briscoe. Two blo uh, punt blocks, one he recovered for a touchdown, the other one set up a New Hampshire touchdown. He forced a fumble on the opening kickoff of the second half. You just can't do much more than that on coverage teams. Charles Briscoe, third, New Hampshire, our special teams player of the week. Very good, very good. Hey, and our freshman player of the week, Dean Nobile, quarterback from Lafayette. He went, uh, they won 56 to 22 over Bucknell, and he had four touchdown passes in the second quarter. And he's also 16 for 23 on the day, cup 229 yards. And he had a passer rating, Craig, of, 100, of, of 210. That's pretty high to get. It's hard to see a 200 passer rating. So congratulations to Dean Nobile, quarterback from Lafayette, our FedEx Ground Freshman Player of the Week. Outstanding indeed for uh, outstanding indeed for Dean. Our FedEx Ground FCS National Team of the Week is the uh, South Dakota Coyotes. We talked about them earlier. A 24 to 19 win inside the Fargo Dome against uh, North Dakota State. South Dakota never trailed in this game. 21-3 uh, halftime lead. Dennis Shorter, uh, their, their safety, was up for our uh, Defensive Player of the Week. He was our an honorable mention selection. Just a great performance by the Coyotes to go there. They're 3-1 overall, only an FBS loss. They're 1-0 in the Missouri Valley Conference. They became the second team to have multiple wins against North Dakota State. Two wins since 2011, the first year of, of the North Dakota State champ, National Championship, they've won nine. But only one other school has two wins over the Bison in that time, South Dakota State, and now South Dakota has done it as well. So great performance for the Coyotes. And that brings us to where you're at this week, Gary. You visited uh, South Dakota uh, to present the National Team of the Week Award. But I also, we, we seem to find you in a, uh, a gymnasium in, in Nebraska, in a hotel. Tell us about well, that. I've, I've got to get my pump on here in the morning, so I decided to come down to the gym, and I said, I'm gonna, just going to record this, this show right here. So i got my pool in the background here and uh, didn't jump in there. The, I touched it. it. The water's just a little bit too cold for me. I, I'm, I'm, just not, I'm just not one of those guys. But I stayed here in the gym, and, and I decided, okay, I'm going I'm to get some time in here and, and then make this, uh, make, put this show together here for you guys. But, hey, I am having a blast. I am in Omaha, Nebraska. I just came back from yesterday from South Dakota. Went to Vermilion, where the home of South Dakota is. The University of South Dakota is a tremendous university. The Coyotes have tremendous tradition. It is a beautiful place. It really is. And we enjoy being on campus. And they play well in the Dakota Dome. South Dakota has a very, very intimate facility, and it is a cool place to play. Their football headquarters are all right there in the middle of the of the Dakota Dome. And we're going to take you right through the locker room here just to get a glimpse of what South Dakota is all about. This football program 
is prideful. They're on the rise. They had a tremendous outing a week ago, as we've talked about, against North Dakota State. And really, this football team is, is pretty, pretty, pretty pumped. We had a chance to spend a lot of time with them, and we saw their players, talked to a couple of them, talked to the head coach as well, and it was a lot of fun. Bob Nielsen has got this program where it needs to be. He's He's been there for a number of years, a couple of uh, FCS playoff appearances under his belt. They're looking to get right back there this season. So that's something that is pretty cool for this football program. And what they did last week against uh, North Dakota State was pretty impressive. A couple of long touchdowns, big touchdown plays in this ball game. They got out on top. They never looked back. They allowed, check this out, Craig, they allowed North Dakota State defensively a 90, excuse me, a nine minute drive, a 10 minute drive, but they turned those drives around by only allowing field goals. They could not get the ball in the end zone. North Dakota State is just kind of trying to get the ball in the end zone and it just wasn't happening with uh, the Coyotes getting, playing great defense. You talked about that young man. So we had a chance to visit with them, present the award. Coach Nielsen was very hospitable to us and it was a blast to be on campus. This is a tremendous facility and something fun for these players to be around and see. We had their attention and it was a lot of, lot of uh, energy there. These guys are just primed and ready to go. Coach Nielsen is, was very hospitable to us and we couldn't be much more appreciative. We had our representative from FedEx ground there as well to, to talk to these players. That's uh, Brock Morganson on the left and the quarterback, Aiden Bauman. So both of them, I, I presented the FCS National Team of the Week here along with Coach Nielsen. So it's pretty good stuff and it was a lot of fun to be there and, and seeing the Yotes. You, you've certainly had a tremendous run with all these campuses you've been to. This was week five, obviously. It's a lot of work. Now, let me ask you something. The FCS campuses, there's 128 this season, uh, football programs. And a lot of some of them are in big markets, but some of them aren't. Like, you look at, say, the Dakotas. They, they may not have the pro teams that are in some of the other states. Does that create a different vibe on how their athletic teams and football are perceived on campus? Yeah, that really does take over, Craig. And, you know, I've lived in the state of Oklahoma uh, for a few years. And then, you know, I realized what, what what it is like there. Those collegiate programs become their their pro teams. You know, they really get behind them in a huge way. We have South Dakota, South Dakota State, and obviously in, the, in South Dakota, big programs, you know, very well, very well uh, supported by the by the, the local communities there. And that's what, that's what the FCS is. There's a bunch of medium to, to smaller communities that house these uh, tremendous programs. And when you do not have a, an NFL team or any kind of a, a major sports franchise in those markets, hey, the collegiate programs are the ones that really the, the, the local people get around in a big way. Now, sure, they all have their, 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 their favorite uh, uh, NFL and, and other sports teams, but the collegiate programs, as you talked about, really do come come out uh, you know right on top gary obviously re rewarding the teams and the athletes are, are the, one of the reasons you're here for these on-campus visits can you tell us a little more about the, the whole recruitment aspect from from a fedex ground perspective yeah it's really pretty simple craig the the uh the fedex mentality really is around their 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 body of employees and staff and people that are working for their company it's a very large organization fedex ground over 200,000 employees across the country, and they like the student athlete mentality. And that's why they, they're, they're partnering with us to bring that on campus. And 
they really would like to get right in front of the student athletes, which we're able to do so, and to basically just share with them about FedEx Ground, a little bit about them. Derek Horner was here, who was one of the local representatives from Sioux City, and uh, he came up and talked to the, to the to the team as well. So I'm able to get right in front of the uh, the student athletes and share with them. basically when your when your playing days are done, consider a FedEx FedEx the FedEx family as as a potential career path. Really, nothing more than that. So FedEx.com forward slash careers and take a look at it. And it's a it's a great opportunity for student athletes to get involved with a, a very worthwhile company. And the company really enjoys being a part of what we're doing. And not just student athletes, a lot of them are scholar athletes. So really enjoyed seeing your visit here to the University of South Dakota for your on-campus visit for week five. We'll be back after this break for more FCS Delivered presented by FedEx Ground. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to our final segment of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, we are set to talk weeks, week six in the FCS season. And Gary, we've been talking the Stats Inform FCS Top 25 poll, the FedEx Ground Weekly Awards. You can find all that coverage on theanalyst.com. Also on X, formerly Twitter, uh, is our most popular social media. That's at FCS underscore stats, S-T-A-T-S, at FCS underscore stats. Now, Gary, we're heading into week six. It's a big one. There's a lot of key matchups from... All the conferences, including some of the smaller ones, have some big ones. Obviously, we have three undefeated teams here going into October. South Dakota State, number one. Southern Illinois, they're both 4-0. Harvard is 3-0 after that big win over Holy Cross. We're going to talk pick'ems here with some of the games. Tell us about week six, Gary. Well, week six, we can kind of start them here, Craig. You want to take a look at the uh, Montana and UC Davis game? We'll take a look at that one here. You know, I, I still think that Montana's still got something that they're going to be a little more proud of. I think I'm going to go with Montana in this in this football game. The Grizz, they're doing a good job on defense, and I think that they're going to continue to, you know, their, their, their good play. And so for Montana and UC Davis, I'm going to go with the Grizz. Yeah, uh, it's a big one because they're both one-on-one one in conference. Uh, so two-on-one is a big difference from being one-on-two when you're in such a big conference where the schedule is relentless. I agree about the Grizz. I don't think they've been the better team all season than UC Davis. I think the Aggies at home probably are definitely the favorite here. I just think the Grizz have it in them to maybe pull it out. Clifton McDowell took over at quarterback last week. Had a pretty good uh, debut, so I just think the Grizz are a little focused. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, criticism out there that they're not quite uh, a 4-1 powerhouse this year. But I think you're right. I, I said the Grizz get it done on the road. 
Now let's go to the, the Big South OVC Football Association. This is a pure OVC kind of matchup. UT Martin, uh, 4-1 at Eastern Illinois, also 4-1. They're both, uh, well, UT Martin's 1-0 in conference. It's a big game because Eastern Illinois uh, off to its, has its most wins since 2017. I know uh, you've seen them before. Tell us who wins this game. Well, I did. I had to, I saw Chris Wilkerson's bunch at Eastern Illinois last weekend, and I was pretty impressed with what they did. They, they're more of a team that is built on not making mistakes and a team that is going to play solid defense. They're not going to be flashy on offense. That's not their ball game. They're going to play good structured football. But the same that's the same way that UT Martin plays as well. So this is going to be one of those teams that doesn't – what team doesn't make a mistake? I'm going to go with Eastern Illinois just because I've got a little familiarity with them this season. And I think that uh, they're going to probably get it done in the end, Craig. Yeah, they're at home, and you're right about mistakes. I mean, Eastern Illinois has – they've gained 13 turnovers from their opponents. I, I think it's third in the nation. Uh, they are getting it done. This is a big matchup. Uh, if they win this, wow, they'll really, you know, take charge. They're getting they're getting uh, votes in, uh, below the top 25 in our, our top, top 25 poll. So this could put them in, in the top 25 with an upset. I'm going to stick with UT Martin. Sam Franklin's the national rushing leader. I think it's a close game. I, I, I do like, though, your pick. This is a fun one to look at. Now, we talked about some of the smaller conferences, the Pioneer Football League. Butler at St. Thomas. St. Thomas is the defending champion. They still aren't eligible for the FCS playoffs. They're their third year of a five-year transition period from the Division Three level. But they get it done. 29 straight home wins uh, dating back to their Division Three games. Is there an upset, Rowan? I say yes. Uh, I'm going to go with Butler in this, Craig. I think quarterback Brett Bushka is going to have a game today. I think he's going to be out there getting his team focused, and this is going to be a, a chance for Butler on the road really to kind of take it to St. Thomas and probably a pretty good, probably a pretty big victory for them. I like your pick, Gary. Butler here as well. It's an upset. Uh, that winning streak uh, that St. Thomas has at O'Shaughnessy Stadium is pretty daunting, but I think Jair Mitchell, the running back, has added a big – uh, difference maker to having Brett Bushka behind quarterback. I'm going to go to the Bulldogs uh, as well. They're trying to make the playoffs, so I think it's a great pick, Gary. Now let's go down to the SWAC. Uh, Florida A&M at Southern. They were the preseason picks in, in the divisional races. Right now, Florida A&M is sort of in control in the East. Southern is tied for the West Division lead. It's a great matchup. Florida A&M has won the last three times. I'm going to go to the FAMU Rat Rattlers in this one. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're on the right path there, Craig. Family does a pretty good job offensively. Quarterback Jeremy Musa leads the swack in passing, so that's something that they're going to continue to do. I've got Florida A&M with the Rattlers, you know, winning here pretty pretty convincingly. Okay, I like it. All right, now let's go to our FedEx Ground FCS National Game of the Week. It comes from the Southern Conference. Uh, it is Western Carolina at Chattanooga. It's the 49th time between meeting between these two programs. It's the first time both programs are nationally ranked going into the matchup. Tremendous game all around Western Carolina at Chattanooga. Tell us a little more about this game, Gary. Well, Craig, I think that uh, this is a game where we've got an offense here. It's the number one offense in the FCS, you know, getting 528 yards. That is Western Carolina. And they're tied for six and with points he scored at 39 plus. So 
I think that I'm going to go with Western Carolina in this one. They've got a four-game winning streak, and it's it's pretty impressive what they're doing, throwing the ball, running the ball, and uh, I think uh, Western Carolina gets a hold of Chattanooga pretty good. They, they have had a tremendous season, only an FBS loss. Uh, Chattanooga has really come on strong. I, I do think because Western Carolina has been so strong early, Furman's been in our top 10 the whole time. I think people are forgetting how good Chattanooga has been playing. Obviously, Alan Ford, the running back, is the marquee player. Their defense is probably a little better in Western Carolina. It's certainly a toss-up. I'm going to go to the mocks at home, but I think your pick, Western Carolina, is, is excellent. I think either way this game could go. You know, it's just a fun FedEx uh, ground FCS national game of the week. Now, it also is homecoming at Chattanooga. Times have changed, Gary. Is homecoming at a college campus still a big deal? Or maybe has it faded a little bit over time? You know, I've been on college campuses calling college football games for 30 years. And every time that we go on a, on campus for, uh, you know, a celebration for homecoming, it's a big deal still. Uh, there's something meaningful to those students, and those student athletes at that university. And really, the, it gives the alumnus a chance to come back and fraternize once again. So, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, it is still a big deal on college campuses to have, you know, homecoming uh, weeks. And uh, for those that are upcoming, I hope you have a great homecoming week and enjoy your college football weekend. <laughs> well, you had the spoiler coming this week with Western Carolina at Chattanooga. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Now, Gary, of course, is, is in Omaha, Nebraska. He doesn't even have to work out today. He's in better shape than all of us. So he's looking good. We look... <laughs> We look forward to, to his uh, on-campus visit next week. It, it all comes together after a, a weekend of uh, uh, FCS action, so we don't know where Gary's going to be from week to week. We're looking forward to it. Gary, we want to thank FedEx Ground and Stats Reform for, for bringing our, our FCS-delivered podcast. Seth Filey and Graham Bell are our producers getting it done behind the scenes for us. Tell us about your weekend ahead. What are you thinking? Well, it's going to be a good college football weekend for me. I'm going to have a chance to multi-screen, get a chance to look at a lot of games and have a have a, a good solid weekend. So uh, I'm not going out calling a ball game this weekend. I'm, I'm going to be uh, in the, 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 the man cave, so to speak, and uh, looking at a lot of screens and catching a lot of football. But uh, that's a fun weekend for me, and I enjoy it. Sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Gary, we hope you have safe travels. We hope everybody enjoys the week six schedule ahead. We thank you for tuning in to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. We will see you next week.